Hey, Pond Girls and Pond Boys. This is Pond Boys here with the Seals Outdoors podcast, guys. So super excited to be here. It was kind of a recap of last year, and let's update you guys on what we've been up to. Welcome to the Shields Outdoors podcast, your source for information on hunting, fishing, and all of your outdoor passions. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Shields Outdoors podcast. My name is Mike Anderson, and we have a return guest with us today, Mr. Pond Boy himself, Torrance Gordwin. If you haven't listened to episode 44, make sure to check that segment out where we hear his backstory along with some fishing tips and a really good story about some backyard pond fishing from his real estate days. Torrance, thank you for joining us today. Yeah, man. Super excited to be here, man. Good to see you again, Michael. Like, golly, bro. I mean, it's been a journey, bro. It's definitely been a journey and I'm just excited to update you on everything. Seriously. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's been it's been a little while since we talked, but you've been on some serious adventures. Let's just let's just hear what you've been up to lately. All right, guys. So, I mean, let's jump into Michigan. Let's start there. So, I ended up meeting this guy named uh, Eli. His real name is Eliazar. He's gonna laugh at me because we were working on my Spanish, and I'm sure I I butchered that. Not butchered, but you know, you gotta have like a little accent. <laughs> and uh, I ended up meeting up with him about four months ago. And uh, this, the beginning of the year has just been a, a wild start, guys. So uh, we just decided to go on one of the one of my favorite trips, which is going to target a smallmouth. So we went out to Michigan, uh, to Traverse City, and actually was referenced this place last year uh, by Mark Zona. He gave me the exact place to go and uh, just to go target these smallmouths. So I went out there last year, and um, I had a good time, guys. It was honestly a spiritual moment. Um, it was the first time I actually got to go out and uh, fish you know, and do what I love to do and get paid to do it. So I didn't have to go to work after like fishing was my work. So this year I was like, wow, you know, I need to double down on that. Go back out there, bring out the camera guy and just have a good time. Eli's a real cool guy. And uh, Old Town actually sent us another kayak that uh, Eli could use and I could use so we could just get those shots. So we make the like, I'd say what, 17 hour drive all the way out there to Michigan uh, before we even left out there, I spent good money at Shields just getting all the prep gear, everything that you need, because, you know, I don't have any finesse tackle out here. You know, in Texas, you're, you know, usually using big dog stuff, big worms, uh, chatterbaits and things like that. So I had to get some tubes, some shaky heads, you know, all the other crazy stuff. And then we went, like, I'd say it took us actually 24 hours with the kayak on the roof uh, and the kayak on the trailer. It just it took a lot longer than we thought. We had to do a lot of pit stops. Um, I didn't really want to put Eli, you know, in the driver's seat and make him liable for all that stuff. So I pretty much drove the whole way and it was a spiritual trip as well. Like you think just cause you get out there that everything's going to go your way and boy was I wrong. Like <laughs> we went out to like Lake Michigan for our first trip and it was just insane, man. The, the waves just hit us a way that we never expected. You know, I've been on some rough water, but the water ended up getting so bad that we capsized the kayak and lost thousands of dollars worth of tackle. Or oh, not tackle, uh, camera gear. Yeah. That sucks. So, so you're doing Lake Michigan on <laughs> kayaks? 
Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know what I was thinking. Like, again, in my head, you just think you got to get out there. It's an amazing fishery. You think that smallmouth are going to be abundant. You're going to cast. You know, there's going to be big schools of them, and you're just going to get on them, right? Like, I, I, I kind of had that mindset. And um, that's just the part of Palm Boys. Like, we're always rough. We're always just experimenting and trying new things. And this trip just, you know, defines the brand Palm Boys. Like, just film forward and not giving up. So, luckily... Luckily, that was the first day, right? So we didn't lose too much stuff. We did lose the intro. Uh, we lost kind of me documenting driving there. But at the end of the day, um, Eli had a great attitude about it. I had a great attitude about it. Um, it we learned a lot about safety and what matters most. Um, we just figured out that things could have been a lot worse if we didn't, um, if we went a little bit further or if we didn't get our act together in time, right? Um, there's hypothermia. There's panicking. There's cramping. There's a lot of other things that go into it. So... Uh, prior to getting on the water, Eli suggested that we put the life jackets on. And I'm not going to lie, from fishing all these ponds and things like that, I'm not really always wearing my life jacket. And something, I'm like, okay, Eli, you're right. Let's, let's throw them on. And thank God I did because it got wicked out there, man. Like, it, it got really bad. So I commend him on um, making sure that we were safe. And that actually helped us in the long run. And we ended up recovering some of the content because some of the SD cards were waterproof. So... Um, we actually recovered one of the cameras that got submerged in water, and it actually um, didn't take any damage. So I don't know how it happened. Uh, I think it was a God-sent thing, and I think it was just a lesson straightforward off the bat. Like, hey, you know, take everything one step at a time. Be grateful that, you know, you have your safety, and things can be replaced, but not not your safety, right? So yeah, uh, just glad that we ended up, you know, capitalizing on that. Um, it was kind of a, a bend in the in the trip, but it made that trip a lot more memorable and we still caught some smallmouth. We still uh, had an amazing time. And the last day, a uh, guy that we met at the boat ramp prior, uh, the day before who gave us some knowledge, uh, we were going to, I was going out there to give it one more cast. And we actually saw this guy again. He goes, Hey man, you ain't going to get anywhere on those kayaks. How about you jump on my boat? And we were like, thank God. He has like this $150,000 bass boat, all the technology. <laughs> and we're like, thank God, bro. So like he made our trip. And that was literally because we went to the boat ramp right before we left. The car was completely packed. We were ready to go home. And I said, dude, I'm not leaving here without making one more cast. So we make that one more cast, meet him at the boat ramp, and ended up staying, I'd say, eight more hours to fish with this guy. His name's Corey. Still talk to him until this day. Really cool guy. And we actually went out way deeper than we could have on the kayaks and fished these deep um, beds where we actually catch, caught a lot of uh, bigger smallmouths and, and got some really good content. So um, for him, it was a win because he's never like really met like fishing influencers with high quality uh, cameras and things like that. So we made a really cool highlight for him. And it was just a win-win for everybody, right? He was a cool guy. Eli felt a lot more comfortable on the boat rather than being on the kayaks and that was just kind of the first trip that kicked off uh, this year. So that's very cool. Very cool. Yeah. And it's, it's amazing just the people you run into when you're fishing and just how like welcoming people can be too. It's unreal, man. It doesn't. And, and that's so true. Once I got into fishing, uh, I was kind of skeptical about the industry. I was like, man, to be straightforward, it's not like, I don't, my culture isn't fishing. Like, you know, that's not what, what we did. None of my friends either. It doesn't matter. Like, we just didn't fish. So I was kind of scared how the fishing industry was going to kind of treat, you know, an African-American coming into fishing. And it was open arms, man. Like I've never, 
Like, it doesn't matter who you are, what age you are. I've had conversations with every single ethnicity at the boat ramp. And it just, it's so cool how it brings people together. Like, there's so many stories. There's so many things that you can relate to that it just, it blows all the other things that are going on in the media uh, out of the window. Like, fishing is truly something that can bring people together. So, mm-hmm. that's the boat ramp is just one that I'll always tell people because, I mean, two completely different cultures, man. Like, he lived a whole different life than me, and we still got to bring our stories together and we still talk till this day. So, I mean, moments like that, I mean, even Eli still talks about it, like, man, that guy was awesome. He didn't, he didn't have to do that. Right. So it was super cool. Yeah, that is super cool. Definitely something you can't like bank on every time. It's like, Oh, I'm yeah. going to Michigan oh. with, a, with a kayak. And then all of a sudden now I'm in a $150,000 bass boat. Like, <laughs> Yeah. Like, I mean, I'm not kidding. That boat was decked out with, every single thing he needed like i remember i was telling him i was like hey man do you need me to hold your boat because he got out of the car out of the boat to go move his car up i go hey man you need me to hold your boat and he just looks at me and presses the power poles down i'm like oh (laughs) yeah i'm that guy all right you got everything so it was super cool man and um just to have that much room and you know that much freedom on that boat was so cool man he showed me so many different uh, things that uh, not only was he a cool person, but the things that I learned about fishing out in Michigan just got amplified just, just for hanging out with him for a, a certain amount of time. So can't make that up, but definitely don't bake on those, you know, not, <laughs> not everybody's going to throw you on the, throw you on the boat. For sure. Have you, you've been spending a decent amount of time in boats lately, haven't you? Yes. Um, another thing is we got a Skeeter ZX-175. So um, that's been another challenge. It's a beautiful boat. But um, with all the sponsorships and the, the content that we do have to create and all the other trips that I have playing with Under Armour, um, it's kind of hard to really get into the boat as much as I want to. We've had issues with the motor not starting up the way we want to. Um, just, just it's, it's been a challenge, man. The first four times we took it out, it was, it was bad. Like, mm-hmm. we didn't have the time that we wanted. We didn't get the content that we wanted. And people don't understand how much actually goes into these videos. There's like days that we go out and we get nothing. There's even weeks where we go out and we just, we don't get that high quality content that we want. And even if not, it's like, it's just a straight struggle. It's not even like the struggle where it gets better at the end. It's like, bro, we have to completely wipe this clean and and start over. So that boat, it's a beautiful boat. I love it to death, but golly, I just, I have so much more to learn. And I just, I'm, I, with the Michigan, I'm like, man, I got to take things one, one step at a time. But yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, the, the boat definitely opens up new avenues, but yeah, there's also new stresses with it too. And, um, yes. Yeah. Just as far as like the filming goes, I mean, it's, it's gotta be, I would imagine it's simpler in the boat though, isn't it? Like, do you have, yeah. do you run like, um, like your cameras and they're just like on loops or how, do, how does that work? Yeah, so that's something I'm still working on. Uh, that's why I kind of hired Eli because I wanted to focus on making the, the good content and not really focusing on my camera. So he's he's kind of in the back of the boat. Uh, we actually went out to OHI, and I don't know if you saw that video where we caught the 9. It's like a 9.9 nine something. We didn't scale it because I was trying to get a 10.14, and we knew it wasn't over 10. So um, that like just showed how much more a boat can change the content because Eli could move around the boat, we can have our batteries, like you said, continuously running or charged. And there's just a lot more room, right? So we can correct our errors. We can make sure that we have a good time and stay safe. But if you don't have two, like, really good kayaks, it's hard to get, like, that kind of feel that we want. I can mm-hmm. always do the same from the chest and just keep it really, you know, original. But 
our intentions for the next couple of years are to completely change um, like how we fish and film, right? So uh, we're really looking for that more cinematic, like storytelling, like I don't know if you've seen Brandon Paul and next stuff, but we kind of want things like that, but for the like pond hopper side, right? Yeah, so got to have your own spin on it though. Yeah, for sure. our, our own spin, because I love personally the test camera stuff does well and it does do well on Instagram, but I just want to switch it up, guys. I want to make it to more of like storytelling, more of like intriguing, kind of like a Netflix style, right? Where yeah, for sure. And that's that's where like the YouTube platform can come into play a little bit more. You tell like the whole story on YouTube and you, you know, have like a minute, 30 second or whatever, little sizzle things on Instagram. Be like, hey, watch the whole video and stuff like that. But, you know, outdoor content is just a challenge. Like... There's, there's just so many variables and like, whether it's hunting or fishing, it's like, you're kind of at the mercy of the fish or the animal too. It's like, you can have the best laid out plans and like scenery and days, but like if the fish don't cooperate, I mean, it's pretty hard to put a good video out if you don't catch anything. (laughs) You're hitting the nail on the coffin. Like seriously, no, no joke, man. Like that is so true. If I could sum up the past three months, it's that right there. Like, even when we go to these private lakes and things, we just, it's not, we're not getting what we're looking for. And I know it's going to come. I know when the weather cools down, when we actually hit it, you know, two weeks in a row, just moving into a new house, all the other things that's been happening this year, we just keep getting hit with like little bumps in the road. So I know it's all going to come together and I'm going to find that groove again. But lately, I kid you not, it's like we just can't catch a break with the Michigan and, and with this boat not working how we want it to go. And we're not getting the views that, I expect to get on YouTube, but it's all a grind, right? And the coolest mm, part, for sure. I started this all out with just wanting to have fun. So I did have to kind of slow down and be like, okay, man, stop getting so emotional about the numbers and the moments not working. Remember why you started and take it all one day at a time. Like at least you're able to have the freedom to go out and do things like this, right? So I did have to kind of slow down and be like, all right, but you're getting too wound up over this. Like, just <laughs> go back to having, having fun. And the other day I went out without my GoPro and I just fished and didn't even catch anything then. So I was like, all right, just calm down, buddy. It's okay to not get those amazing shots like you were last year. And uh, The OHIV was extremely emotional. Um, I cried a lot off camera because uh, I caught a seven and a half, right? So that day was kind of a grind, but that the fight of catching that seven – off of live scope. Um, it took probably four to five hours and we missed a couple of hook sets. And when I caught that fish, like everything that happened this year, all kind of like felt like I was going in the right direction. Like I, I felt like I caught a little break, like, okay, the motor's not working. We lost the camera gear. You know, the things that happened at the beginning, it's like, all right, man, it's, you're catching a break. So I just sat there and and uh, I just, I cried a little, man. I'm like, oh, my God, like, that feels so, so good. Like, I don't care if it's on camera. I don't care what, like, if we got the shots. Like, it just felt so good to set that hook on that fish, fire mm-hmm. him, get him in the boat, and hold him by the lips. So Yeah, just that, just kind of reaffirms that you, you can still do this. Like, so it'll, it'll come together. Like, you you hustle and you work at it hard enough, it's going to happen. Yeah, and even getting to OHIV, like, I went there on my own, and it was a grind, man. I kid you not. I went out there on the kayak, and fishing. The, I'm really trying to fish these lakes because um, just to, like, honestly test myself. I fish a lot of private stocks places, and I'm like, look, man, like, people always talk their little stuff about these, you know, fish bowls or whatever. But at the end of the day, it's fishing. Like, it, it truly is fishing. There's going to be on days, and there's going to be off days. 
of course you can increase your chances by going to a higher populated pond with you know less pressure but I just wanted to challenge myself so I went out there on the kayak four and a half hours and uh, I caught some good fish but you know not what I was looking for and I still had a good time so when we went out there again uh, to OHIV on the boat it was even more emotional because I caught that fish right like I caught that seven and I was content like I don't need a bigger fish but when we caught that nine I just I still think about it till today like like even when I fought the fish, my emotions were completely different from when I fought bigger fish on uh, private lakes because I knew this fish meant a lot more, right? Like mm -hmm. this is a big fish that takes a lot of cast to get it. You only get one chance at it. And if you mess up through the hook set all the way to the boat, you, you know, you lost your chance, right? Even when it hits the net, you could, you could mess up. So that nine was even more emotional. And I was just like, dude, you got to cut the camera because like, – <laughs> Bro, like, y'all don't know what this fish means to me. And, and Eli does because he knows my story. But uh, Brett Cannon, the guy, he's like, man, you're doing it for the camera. I'm like, buddy, like, you just don't understand how passionate I am about this and, and what fishing does to me. So um, it, it, my hands were cramped up. I'm like, dude, like, you're like, you don't get how excited I get about this. So uh, mm -hmm. those two fish right there, literally, it was like, all right, bro, you're good, man. Like you're you're still in it for the right reasons. You're having fun. Like enjoy yourself. Don't forget, you know, what this is all about. And it kind of like um, centered me again because you can get lost, man, with with, with everything. So yeah, absolutely. And you know what? You are you're definitely an inspiration out there. I mean, you've inspired me too. Like I after after our first podcast, I started doing some stand up paddleboard fishing, like how, for bass. How did, How's that been going? I really, I think I remember you sending me a message saying you got one, and, and I remember you updating me on this. Oh, How's it going? It's it, it's getting there. I'm starting to get her figured <laughs> out. So it's I've got a really nice setup though. So like, I have a I have a lake place. Like my my in laws live on a lake, and then mm -hmm. so like. I'll bring my whole family and the kids and like grandma I'll watch the kids and I can hang out go on the paddleboard for a couple of hours. And there's like, there's a whole bunch of docks around me and like lily pads and weed lines and all this stuff, like within an eighth of a mile from, from our lake place. So like I literally just go out to the dock, drop the, drop the paddleboard and get after it. And we're, and we're right next to this, uh, this campground too. So they have like, Oh man, it's probably like a, a 30 boat dock. So it's like out there a long ways. It's like tons of structure. So it's like, I don't have to go very far to get fish, but like the whole filming it is, it's not easy. Like I have a lot of respect for you doing that, like get it, getting the timing and whatnot. And you know, like I, I, I went out earlier this this like early summer to try and film. And like, I got all the stuff. I got like one GoPro on the paddleboard pointed back at me. I got one on my head and like casting and all this stuff. And I, I caught nothing. I was like, well, this would have been great if I'd have caught fish. And then yeah. like the next time I go out, I'm like, I just want to fish this time. And sure enough, I get, I got like a, like a solid five pounder too. Like I, I cast, yeah, I, I casted and he pretty much blew, he blew up the lure, like right after it hit the water and I set the hook and I'm like, Oh, this is a great fish. And like, I started reeling in and he took off sideways and like, he spun my paddleboard and like started pulling oh, me. And I was like, why, why do I not have this on camera right now? This is so epic right now. And I pull the thing out and I was like, it's probably, I haven't done a lot of bass fishing. I've been a walleye guy. 
But uh, I pull this bass out of the water and looking at it like this thing is big, man. I mean, it's not like it's not like down south 10 pounder, but like five pound bass around here is like that's a pretty good one. And to that's catch it a, on a paddleboard a was pretty sweet. And isn't it crazy being that close to the water? Like so like even a paddleboard is a lot more personable. Like, like when you're fighting mm-hmm. that fish, it's something else, man. So Yeah, it's like it's like hand to hand combat there. So <laughs> like, man, that is awesome. So are you going out on like the most calm days, I'm assuming, in the morning where the water's slick? Because you can get that thing going, man, when yeah. that water yeah, that's what I usually end up doing. I've I've had a lot more success in the mornings. Like I'll try I'll try like evenings to midday, and it's by far I've had the most success in the mornings. Um, I, I the most time I usually get though is like my my two year old's nap time. It's like okay, I put her down for a nap. It's like I got an hour, I got an hour and a half, and I go out there. But then usually it's like too sunny, too warm, and yeah. like. The, the fish just really aren't in those spots that are close to the close to the cabin at that point. But it's like, I'm still going to send it anyways. Dude, what our biggest deal this year is you don't know if you don't cast, man. Like when we were out in Michigan, I was like, all right, let me stop overthinking everything. Because I got these new graphs and everything on the boat. And I think that's what slowed down the fishing this year. I'm not going out there and like fishing how I used to. I'm completely changing the style because I got the Hummingbird Helix 9. And... The down imaging and side imaging, it took me a while to understand it. Like, I didn't have the right uh, battery at first. I didn't have the right settings at first. And it's just been, it's been a slow progress, but it's, it's, it's slow and steady. And I just, just now, I got that in, like, February. I just now I'm starting to really understand the graphs. So I would get out there and just stare at the graphs, cast, not catch them, cast. And I, I look up, and I'm like, I've been out here for five hours literally trying to catch a fish off the graph when before I could come out here for 45 minutes and, and get bites like that just because I was figuring out a whole different pattern. You know, So I think that is another learning curve, too, is, is the graphs and overthinking things and, mm-hmm. and really trying to, like, go extremely hard rather than enjoying it and just having fun, like you said. Just, dude, yeah, that can – Cameras aren't there and just go have fun. Yeah, that can be one of the most frustrating things with all this new electronics, especially like your forward imaging stuff. It's like you scan around and you see just a big fish down there and it's like, I need to catch him. And then you spend like two hours throwing the whole entire tackle box at him and it's just not going to bite. It's like, that's almost more frustrating than like not having... Yeah, and that's what we were doing out at uh, that OHIV. It's like we were picking out these fish. We knew which ones were big and which ones are not. So when a big one doesn't swipe on it, you're just like, oh, you're so upset. And then um, it's it's just a lot. So I can definitely agree on that. And I truly enjoy just getting out there and fishing. But honestly, Mm -hmm. you see those big fish down there and you see them actually bite and commit. It is a whole nother feeling. Like I truly get why people's necks hurt, you know, after four or five days of being out on those electronics because it, it's addicting, right? But yeah, I mean, it's it's like real-life video games, basically. Seriously. And the way that these, like, people already understand if that's a big fish, if that's a carp, if that's a guard, it's, it's pretty it's pretty insane because I took my boat out, my kayak out to uh, Lake Fork, and I could not differentiate uh, what was on my graph because when I fished these ponds and stuff my graph dude it's crappier bass like come on yeah like, so i just i could not understand it. i'm like casting out all these things and i remember stopping at three hours and i'm like you know how many gar and carp are in here like you didn't i didn't even think about that so i was like oh my gosh like what am i doing man like <laughs> i need to get back i need to get back to the bases get back to the books or 
turn this graph off, go shallow, get into the crazy stuff and have fun. So it's kind of been a head trip, but um, I'm glad that we can talk about these things behind the scenes because people think we just go out there and we just hammer them all day long. But man, we this year has been, it's been a really tough one, but still extremely rewarding. Like I can, I'm blessed to find, to have the mindset to know that, you know. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> you know, you just got to keep telling yourself at, at the end of the day, you're like fishing for a living. So it could be a lot worse. Yeah. That's exactly <laughs> what it is. I'm like, okay, bro. Like, you're upset, but dude, you're upset doing something you love. So um, I do remember times being extremely frustrated with my other careers and jobs and just not being happy at all. Even when I got rewarded with finances and, you know, achievements, I was like, eh. But this, it's like seven pounder. I'm, I'm crying. <laughs> yeah. I'm literally crying. That's, what, that's so when much. you know you're in the right spot. Yes, that's very true, man. So, all right. so, I, so I got to know, like, what does it feel like when you're walking through an airport and you just see a giant billboard of yourself? Oh, man. That, that was wicked, dude. Um, I got extreme. Like, I'm about to get emotional now because uh, – when we started this, when everything started, um, it was just because of my grandpa, man. Like, true, honest, like, I wanted to reconnect with him. And even more, till like, every day, from that day, I get more and more connected with him. Like, he, he's getting closer and closer to me. And it's really weird, man. It's a really weird feeling. But um, just the time we spent together as a kid is all kind of coming back to me slowly. And like I said, when I caught that seven, it's like, bro, like, remember why you started. Remember, like... You, you do love this. So um, seeing that up was like another confirmation, like, bro, you're, you're okay. Like you're doing great, man. Like I can be hard on myself, but it's like, man, you, I, I don't know, man. It's just, it feels like all those days, all that grind that I put in is it slowly played or not slowly, like paid off all that once seeing my picture up there. Like, bro, like all of it's okay. Cause there was times when I was fishing and, Levi's mom's like, man, you need to be here for this and that. And I'm like, no, I swear, like, I have to do all these trips to make sure that, you know, for next year that I can get these new sponsors and do these new things. But at the time, I wasn't getting any, like, things from it. A lot of the time, I was doing a lot of the content and stuff for free because I just wanted to prove to these companies that I was worthy of it, right? So mm-hmm. I made some really big sacrifices. And even that trip out in the Keys was just – it was an emotional trip because I got to catch a tarpon. Uh, prior to that – uh, there's a story where I was fishing with Billy Strings, and it was an amazing trip, man. But it ended with me, uh, Billy caught into this tarp, and it took us two days to catch this, these fish, man. It got to a point to where everybody was jumping tarpon except us. And prior to Billy hooking up to this tarpon, a tarpon jumped so close to our boat that it almost landed on our boat. Like, we had to go into reverse. And we were like, oh, my gosh. Like, okay, man, it's been two days. This is our last, like, hour how how have we not capitalized? So um, our guy goes, all right, man, I got one more spot. He, he shoots up, and I kid you not, this is a true story. We jump a tarpon. Me and Billy jump a tarpon at the same time. And we're both doubled up, man. We're like, oh, my God, finally, finally, we're both, we're bound, we're doing the whole thing. A massive barracuda comes up and snaps my line. So we're like, oh, my God, and Billy's still on, and we're like, okay, He's like, bro, good thing that got snapped off because that was bigger than Billy's. And Billy's is absolutely like a, a true trophy tarpon. So we end up fighting uh, Billy's tarpon for, I'd say, an hour and a half. There's a storm coming. The sun's coming down. The whole night. And, you know, I'm filming for, I think I'm like on 
an hour, I'd say about an hour and a half of film. So I'm like, man, we got to get this fish in. The swim's coming in. We're way off the water on the small skiff. The water's coming in crazy. Billy can't fight this fish because, you know, the waves are hitting so hard. So he has no leverage. And when tarpon come up, they get air, right? So we're just fighting like crazy. And the guy goes, look, man, you're not going to get this tarpon out. I'll be completely honest. Like the line that we have on, the time we have, and how big that fish is, he's like, that's not a, that's a seasoned tarpon. Like, this tarpon came from way down yonder. So I'm like, man, should I grab the line? He goes, do not grab the line. Guess who grabbed the line? snap that fish off like it was nothing i touched the line the fish snaps off and it's just a sad 45 minute ride back home so you know the first time hanging out with billy you know him his intentions were to catch that tarpon and it was just one of those moments where i was like man like i really wish i could go back and just not grab that line like just two more seconds and even the guy looked back at me and just shook his head like i literally told you not to grab the line. so <laughs> we're just driving back and i swear to you man i, I had one tear drop because i'm like you freaking idiot dude like an hour and a half two days so billy forgave me for that hopefully and he's like, yeah, man, we're never going back again. So <laughs> I go, to, I go to the Key West with Under Armour, and sorry that story's so long, but I go, I go to the to the uh, trip with um, Under Armour out there, and where there's tarpon everywhere. I'm like, Billy, I'm so sorry, bro, but I'm gonna catch a tarpon. Like, I, I'm gonna have to. So we end up catching that one, and that that was that picture. So um, to get those shots, I remember we were just holding that tarpon and. The tarpon had my hands completely, like, cut up from holding it. My hands were cramping. And that, that shot was a lot, man. It wasn't just, like, that picture. Like I said, people don't understand what, what go into uh, these shots in these moments. But, you know, a thousand miles away from home, missing my kid, catching that tarpon, you know, showing Billy, like, hey, man, you know, we capitalized on the bite. Like, we finally caught the fish. And it was just – it was crazy. So, to see that up there, it was just more than just the picture. It was just more than just – um, you know, me, it was like, it was everything kind of coming together. Like, man, you can do this. Like it was more motivation to keep going and do amazing things. And hopefully, um, I can inspire my son to do crazy things like that. And I don't know, man, it was just very emotional. And, and Eli got to see it too. I got to motivate him. He's a young kid who really loves to film the outdoors. So I got him to, you know, get an opportunity to, to live out his dreams, just like Shields did, just like Under Armour did in old time. They, they gave me the ability to live out my dreams and, I'm just blessed to be able to, you know, at least put Eli in a position to live out some of his before he creates some new ones because he's knocked out a couple this year. So. Yeah, there you go. And it, it just kind of makes you wonder, like, the story behind all these photos you see because you see so many of, like, some giant fish, great bucks, stuff like that. And it's it's cool to hear the story behind the photo. Yeah. So cool, man. And, and my, the buddy, I forget his name, he's, like, Showtime Fishing. Like, he was just... He was the guide out there and like we, we get out there to go catch that tarpon and he just he was so good at it, man. Like he knew where the fish were, he knew what to do, when they were gonna eat. Like he was so passionate and young about it. Like it was just such good energy that day. And that fish just has so I wish I wish I had it behind me right now because <laughs> that fish means so much to me, man. Like Yeah, for sure. Unreal. And and Under Armour, we started off with just a shirt. Like they're like, here's just three shirts. And I'm like, I'm gonna make sure you understand how hard I'll go for you guys. And it turned into, you know, eye casts and things like that. So um, it just shows, man, if you just work and grind your butt off, like it's not promised, but you're damn sure closer than just sitting down and, and hoping and dreaming. Right. So I wore those three shirts. Like they were the only three shirts I had and <laughs> made the content that, you know, was right for them. And we, we kept pushing the agenda. So again, it's not even promised next year. I just, you got to keep earning it and 
it was awesome, man. It was an awesome experience that I'll, I'll never forget. So mm-hmm. Extremely- very cool. So, so does that have you hooked on saltwater now, or are you still going to be a freshwater guy? Man, that's the craziest part. Like when I went out there with Billy and we, cause the first day was tarpon, which was kind of boring, right? Like the rain hit us. We, we didn't jump anything. We saw everybody else jump in tarpon, but we didn't jump anything. And then the next day we actually went out with another guy. He blew his lower, lower unit, you know, after a 45 minute drive. So you just can't make it up. Um, so we were kind of stuck in this ditch where uh, we, we were just waiting for the tide to come. We caught like a lemon shark. I think it's called a leopard shark. We caught some snapper. We caught a million sea trout, like some sea catfish or whatever. And I was like, I've never caught this many fish one day in my life. Like, this is it. Like, you know, setting the hook in the guide, knowing what was on the other side of the line, but you don't was a crazy feeling. You're like, you don't know what that is. Because we're like, oh, you're right. It is. <laughs> you know, so it's like, okay, this is, this is something else, man. So I'm both like, I love salt water. I love fresh water and I love fresh water, but fresh water for, will fall forever. Kind of have my heart, man. But salt water, I definitely want to go out there with the kayaks and catch some really, really big fish. Like I want to get jug around like how you did on that, on that uh, five pound on your paddleboard. Like I live for, now I understand like, okay, double digit bass or a 30 pound tuna. Yeah. (laughs) But then there's like, there's still the challenges with that because you have to understand uh, my buddy Colton Pusateri, he told me, dude, he's like, every day we get off the water is a blessing. And when, when we, when we got off that water on Lake Michigan, I was like, all right, man, you can complain about not catching fish, but at the end of the day, it's just a blessing to get on and off the water. Right. So Definitely gotta gotta understand that when we go saltwater fishing because those sharks, man, and things that could happen to capsizing and your kayak completely going away from you, or things that could happen out there in the ocean. So, I'm still gonna stick with freshwater right now or hang out with real professionals when I go out there, but I'm not gonna do what I did on Lake Michigan and try to send it with little to no knowledge about the the water. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's probably a solid plan. You gotta have, you definitely gotta have some respect for the old ocean there. <laughs> you have to have respect. I don't know if you saw this video where this guy was uh, letting go of a shark, and it's like it's like people just lose their common sense, and this guy's trying to take the hook out from a shark with his finger, with his hands, no pliers. Oh, I did see this. And oh, shark- I wish I didn't. <laughs> yeah, me, me either. I knew it was going to happen. I just kept watching and I'm like, he goes, oh, I lost my, I lost my pinky. I'm like, you did. You like? Yep. It's it gone forever. Gone yep. forever. You can't, there's nothing, <laughs> there's nothing to that. And it's kind of a crazy story too, because when I was out fishing with Billy, before I even saw that video, there was a guy, we're like fishing and we, were, we had a shark on. So we know sharks are around. And uh, this guy, we can hear him over there fishing with uh, his client. And the client's washing his hands off in the water. And you can see he has a big Rolex and all this. And the guy, go, the guy goes, we can hear it clear as day. He goes, he goes hey, bud, you like that Rolex? And the, the client goes, yeah, man, I love it. And he goes, well, get your hand out of the water or it's gone. <laughs> and you just see the guy quickly take his hand. I'm like, dude, you could have lost. And they're like releasing a fish on the other side. So, And we have a shark on. So we're like, bro, like. And the other guy was just laughing. He's like, I've seen some crazy things. And, you know, he's like, that guy was pretty close to it. He could have lost his hand right there. So it's like, dude, it's, it's true. You really have to respect that water, man. You never know. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So what do you what do you have coming up next? What can we expect from you? Man, so we got the iCast content coming out. iCast was uh, a dream come true, man. Um, I didn't expect anything that I was expecting there. Uh, if anybody else goes, please watch 
please uh, do some leg workout workouts or something, back workouts, because you it's it's something else. Like your your legs are dead after the day one. So that was amazing. But we have uh, Oregon coming up actually next week. So next week on Thursday, I have Oregon. Um, that's going to be insane. It's another Under Armour sh- uh, photo shoot, and then we have Costa Rica. Uh, in September. So I'm super, super excited for these two. And in between, I'm just going to fish my butt off. Like I'm waiting for this heat wave to go through. It's been 105, like unbearable temperatures lately. And um, I'm just waiting for that to cool down so I can just really put my head into figuring out the bite again and, and get on those big fish. But this summer fishing has been a challenge for me since I've ever, since I started, I've always struggled with fishing during, during the summer. So um, I just, I can't wait to get out there to, um, Oregon and see what Oregon's about. I hear it's gorgeous. We're going to be fishing in the river. Uh, riff, river fishing can be just unpredictable. So even if we don't catch fish, I'm sure the views and the experiences are going to be amazing. And Reagan, which is the photographer, he's just, he's an absolute beast. And I, I can't wait to hang out with him again. Cause he's the one that took that, uh, I, I think Reagan was the one that took that picture of that tarpon, but he took a lot of other photos for me as well. And, I message him all the time. I'm like, dude, you don't know what these pictures mean to me. Like, I get to send them to my dad. My dad, at one point, he's like, dude, what? Like, what are you doing, man? Like, you need to get a job. You know? Like, literally, at one point, he's like, you need to get a job. And I remember casting, like, I think you're right. Like, I can probably get a job because this isn't paying as well. So, we actually laugh. He now helps me with a lot of my, my work and kind of like my mindset about this and taking it differently and being more profitable, profitable about it. So when I get a check, he's always like, man, you know, I always believed in this dream, man. I always believed in it. It's just so funny. I'm like, dude, no, you didn't. Like, but <laughs> they're, they're parents, right? So they just want to protect you and make sure that, you know, you're doing what they hope you can do, right? That you're living out your potential. So he's extremely proud of me and everybody is now. And I encourage anybody who's, you know, living out a dream that nobody agrees with to uh, keep going, man. I mean, at least keep your job because what I did was – not ideal. You know, I made a big sacrifice and went full-time way too early, but it all worked out, right? And um, the passion just got me through everything, and I'm truly blessed. So, yeah, super excited for Oregon and Costa Rica. My sister already went out there. We were actually going to be out there at the same time, but uh, one of the guys couldn't get their passport renewed on time, and we had to move the trip to September. So she's already showed me some pictures, and I'm just I'm super excited, man, to, to get out there and I've only been out of the country once to Mexico, but and that wasn't for fishing. So, super excited to see what Costa Rica is about, man. Yeah, I bet. Well, hey, I'm excited to see what you got coming up next too. So, it'll be fun. Pretty much everything you, pretty much everything you put out. Like I see scrolling through Instagram feed. Oh, Pond Boys, I better watch this. You never know what's gonna happen next. Yeah, man. I really appreciate the love, dude. I'm so glad. I'm sorry we couldn't get it earlier, but man, I just had so much going on that you wouldn't have got this conversation out of me. It would have been, I would have been dead, you know? <laughs> yep, absolutely. So, hey, thank you so much for your time and, uh, you, you know, best of luck on these trips. Awesome, man. I really appreciate that. I enjoyed this, dude. It's always a good time. You just heard our conversation with Pond Boy on his adventures over the past year and exciting new things you can see coming up in the near future. Make sure to follow along on his YouTube and Instagram pages, which you can find linked in the description of this podcast. And keep an eye out for an Under Armour billboard where you can see him holding the tarpon we talked about in this segment. And with that, we'd like to thank you all for listening and see you next time.
Thank you for listening to the Shields Outdoors podcast. Stay tuned for future segments and visit our social media pages, Shields Outdoors on Facebook and Instagram for daily updates.